This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. I believe I have a word tonight, okay? So I, I thank Pastor. I thank her for having me speak, but for so much more. You know, she planted a seed in me, you know, and it grows, it grows, and it grows. So it's, it's the only reason why I could do this tonight is because of the seed she planted, you know. But um, so she told Mark, and so that became me, um, she told him to speak on anything from the armor of God all the way to what she's speaking about now. So, you know, we know that she spoke for several weeks on the armor of God, which, you know, I've been actually meditating and thinking about that for a long time. And, um, you know, to me, it represents being prepared, being prepared in, uh, you know, we have to put on the, the, the helmet of salvation and we have to um, put on, you know, pick up the sword of the spirit and put on the shoes of the gospel. We have, we have to be uh, prepared to go out there because, there is a devil out there that's, it's, you know, speaking and pounding in our ears all the time. So, so you know, to me, that, that whole, it's probably three months she talked about it, and that seed is still growing in me, and it's incredible. And I, I literally probably could run around this church, you know, by the time I get through the four things she's been teaching on, because it's amazing. It's amazing what we sit under every week. It's, it's incredible. Like, so then she went on to talk about prayer, and Mark and I even have been talking about this a lot lately. You know, it's just our communication with God, our dialogue with God, you know, literally being able to sit in his presence and get instruction for what we should and shouldn't do. That is amazing. Um, and, you know, she talked about uh, prayer in just, just a real special way, and it, it just really resonated with me. And then she went on to talk about the names of God, which to me just piggybacks right on top of prayer because... If, oh my gosh, my favorite one, I'll tell you right up front, Jehovah Gamola. We say that every single day. You know, people mess with us out there. And we just, we don't even let it affect us anymore. We just say Gamola, Gamola, okay? But the truth is she talked about Jehovah Jireh, you know, our provider. And she talked about Jehovah Shalom, our peace. She talked about El Shaddai, you know. I mean, he's more than enough. There's just so many names of God. And if you, and I've been thinking about those and looking at those and, when you piggyback that up, you know, right on top of your prayer, if you need peace, you know, you can literally say, Jehovah Shalom, you are our peace. I mean, done. It's over, you know. And, um, and, and then now she's talking about the Holy Spirit, which I'm 100% in agreement with her. It is, it, is, it is the most important part of our walk with God is to be in tune with the Holy Spirit because th- that, you know, he is our comforter. He's our guide. He's our cheerleader. He's our leader. He's our communicator. He's our everything. He accepts us. He accepts us for who we are, where we are, no matter what. Um, He demonstrates the Father's love to us. He approves of us. He approves uh, uh, of us no matter what we're doing, whether, you know, like sometimes you miss the mark and you're feeling bad about yourself. And he's there more than ever to just show his approval. You're good. It is finished. Everything's been done for us. And, uh, you know, he comes in the room. The Holy Spirit comes in the room. He can't, you could be at home, and all of a sudden the room is just filled with something. You can't even explain it. It's the Holy Spirit. 
and just to comfort us and to be friends with us and to encourage us, you know, and I'm just so grateful. I got born again when I was 19 and filled with the Holy Spirit on the same day, and so I'm so grateful for that because before I messed my life up, before I, you know, married the wrong person and got in the wrong business and, you know, and the first thing that happened to me after I got born again, I got into real estate, which is what I do today. I mean, I have 40 years of it. I love it. I love every minute of it. And that was because that's what the Holy Spirit led me to do. And it's, you know, part of my, my purpose. Um, you know, I'll say five short years ago, I really kind of lost my purpose and I lost my vision. You know, I was kind of living in a house far away. I was going to a church, sitting in the back. And I just kind of, you know, um, I just kind of lost it a little bit. I didn't really, I didn't really have a real, I was doing okay. I mean, I was not walking away from the Lord or anything, but I just, I'd gone through a lot and I just, I didn't, I did, couldn't see. And then the Lord led us here. And I'm so, I'm so excited. Literally, I can run around because I'm so excited because I, I have a, I got my vision back. I got my purpose back and he led us here to be blessed and lifted back up, but also to be a blessing. And so, okay. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's just being in tune with the Holy Spirit and, and it's cultivating your life to be in the right place and doing the right thing. So what I'm going to talk about tonight, you know, 15 minutes later. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about all four of those things. Because to me, one just piggybacks on top of the other. And I'm going to talk about five people in the Bible who had one thing that kind of took them towards their destiny, towards their purpose, you know, towards their opportunity, and to help them use the gift that God put, put within them. And then I'm going to go revert to, you know, the book of Betsy, and I'll share my one thing. And all of this, like, hopefully you'll be thinking about what in your life is kind of tugging at you and calling you, because the worst person on the face of the earth is a scattered, unfocused, unpurposed, you know, someone with no, they're just, they're scattered. They, they, they drive you insane, because you feel their anxiety and so, you know, the older I get, the more I just want to really focus on that purpose. But all our journey is to focus on our gift. And we all have a gift, and we all have a purpose, and we all need to be using it. We, we need to use it. We have a responsibility to use it. Of course, the name of my message, one thing. Um, so I want to say real quickly, you know, Paul said, Christ came to save sinners of whom, whom I am chief. And I, I say that. I say that tonight. And I don't say that in a negative way, but I just say that in just a humble way. I'm, you know, I, I fall short. I, I miss the mark. I, you know, the more I learn, the more I realize just how God-awful I am, but for the grace of God, but for the blood of the Lamb. And so, you know, I humbly, I do humbly stand before you. I feel like every single one of you should be up here before me. But, but here I am because of Mark. <laughs> And and then the other thing I want to say is, you know, I graduated from FBI two years ago. Yep. I'm not being paid to, to do this. I'm not being paid to say this. But I was so afraid to talk in front of people. Literally, this is so funny. I think about it. When someone spoke before me, they would be critiquing that person. I would have to stand up because I had to get my equilibrium because I was afraid I was going to faint. True story. I always tried to be first because then I could be standing before they called me, and I was cool, because I'm sure people thought, why is she standing? So I wouldn't faint. That's why. 
And, and she planted a seed in me at that point, too. Like, if I would have known we had to speak in front of people, I would not have taken the class. It wasn't until, like, the third class, she was like, okay, and when you start giving your presentations, and I'm like, doing what? <laughs> so it, it, you know, and I haven't talked much for, since then, but I just still feel like, you know, it actually grew in me more since then. So I thank her for that, too, you know. I'm, I really, um, I'm more of a backseat person. I don't like to be in front of people, but um, it, it, I do welcome the challenge you know it's it's helpful to me and and um you know but anyway i am going to open in prayer real quick and, and i said that about fbi to say that pastor used to always tell us to let the the word speak through you and i'm really going to try to do that tonight i don't have a lot of notes but i feel like i have something to share and lord i just come before you and i i thank you for this opportunity and i ask that your spirit would speak through me lord and that it would have an impact on on all of us and that we could, you know, focus more on exactly our gift and our calling and our purpose, and um, that we could move forward. In Jesus' holy name, I ask it. I thank you. But, um, you know, so we're focusing on the one thing because it, it moves you towards your, your, you know, what you're the best at. Steve Harvey, oddly enough, I heard him say, your gift is what you, what, you know, the, the thing you do the best with the least amount of effort. And I 100% agree with that. It's really easy. I could probably tell each person what, what their gift is because it's obvious. Uh, Vance Jr., okay, obvious God-gifted athlete from the time the boy could walk. You can see it. Um, Tosh, obvious music singer, musician, right? I mean, would you, and I could probably go, I'll drive those boys crazy because I'll tell, I'll, tell, uh, I'll tell Vance Jr., I can't wait till you're playing better ball than LeBron. Because I see it. He's good. He's gifted. And you can call that out. You can speak that right now because it's there. And, um, and from the minute, I don't know if you remember little Taj getting up there and singing with that group. Okay, he took the show. That was a gift from God. And he didn't even know he was going to do that from what I heard. Anyway, um, so... You know, back to my five people, I'm just going to kind of go through them quickly, and I'm not going to read the scriptures, but I'll tell you where they are if you want to look at them. But my first person is David. And in Psalm 27:4, he said, One thing I ask of the Lord that I will seek after is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to inquire in his temple. He said, Seek after, you know, and that is exactly what Pastor talks about, putting on the armor, being prayed up, you know, uh, following the Holy Spirit, having relationship, dialogue with God. You know, he didn't do that on his own. In his case, writing poetry. You know, that was his gift. And till the day of his death, you know, he was wanting to build the temple. You know, he still was, still was walking in that destiny and that purpose that he was called for. And he did it. He did, he did a good job. And he was called a man after God's own heart. He was not perfect. We know that. You know, he did some awful things. I won't even go into it, but... He was, he, he kept going back to his purpose and his, and his callings. And that's all we're required to do. We're not going to be perfect. But we have to always just focus on, you know, our gift and moving forward to, to our purpose. So one thing. Um, my second person is Paul. And in Philippians 3, he said, One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
You know, earlier in that chapter, he was, you know, he said, look, if anybody can brag, it's me. I'm a Pharisee. I'm from the tribe of Ben. You know, he goes on and on. But I really don't think that's what he was saying when he said that. I think he had to put behind him what he had done to the Christians. I think that tortured him. I think the devil was in his ear day and night telling him, how are you doing that? You killed this one. You tortured this one. You, you know, I think he had to mind his mind, as Pastor would say, to put that thing. And we all have to do that. I can get caught up in that, too. If I think about some things, it could take me right down to the dungeon. Until you put it behind you, mind your mind and move forward. Okay. You know, one thing. He had to do that one thing so he could go on to, to do his purpose, which was to preach the word and write these books and, you know, to the Gentiles and to the Jews. Okay. The third person. One thing. The blind man. You know, the... The blind man answered because they were asking him, you know, he said, I don't know whether he's a sinner, meaning Jesus, but one thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. And they kept kept coming back and he said, he finally said to him, look, I've answered you. I've told you. I've told you who did it. Do you want to know this man too? And they said, oh, we follow Moses. You get out of the synagogue right now. And, And they threw him out. And the beautiful part of that is the further part of that story, Jesus went to him and he said, do you believe in the blind man said, believe who? And he said, me. me. He said, I believe. And he went forward. I believe that from that minute he began his journey, his destiny, his gifting, and he was going to witness. I was blind. And that man gave me my, my sight back. Because back then, you know, a blind man would be shunned upon, right? He couldn't provide for himself. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything. And people would talk about him. In fact, it started by saying, whose sin caused that? So it was a demeaning thing he was, you know, almost useless, you know. So one thing, one thing. The fourth person, of course, Martha. Martha's serving, serving, serving. She said to Jesus, you know, can't you tell Mary, get up off her lazy, you know, hind and help me? And he said, he said, Martha, 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 you're troubled about a lot of things. One thing is needed, and Mary chose that thing, and to her advantage, and I'm not taking it from her. I'm not taking that from her because that's the only thing that's advantageous to her. And we know that later it was Mary that anointed his feet with oil, you know, before. So she chose that good thing, and she, she knew. She knew. And I, I hope Martha found it. I'm not so certain about that one. And my fifth one, my final, my final, um, my final person is the rich man. And, and this doesn't have a real good ending, this one, because the way I see that story, and this is just me, I'm not saying it's, you know, right, but this is me. He came up, and I believe he was arrogant. I believe he was cocky. And he said, hey, Jesus, what's up? You know? Um, he said, what, what do I have to do to get into the kingdom? And he thought God was going to tell him, he thought Jesus was going to tell him, nothing, boy, you are, you are the best. You are the best. You are right on. You are so awesome. So he, Jesus played with him a little. He said, you follow the commandments. He said, oh, really? Okay, which ones? This is my take, okay? I'm serious. And he told him, you know, do not murder, do not steal, love your neighbors yourself. He said, oh, man, I've been doing that since I was young. I'm, I, he said, oh, yeah, by the way, one more thing. One thing, sell all that you have and give to the poor. And that deflated him, and he turned around and walked away. He walked away from the one thing that was going to take him down the path to his destiny, to his purpose. And later in that chapter, the 
the Jesus told the disciples, it's going to be easier for a camel to enter in the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into heaven. That confused them because the blind men were shunned upon, but rich men were looked at like they were it. They had money. And they, he said, well, don't you guys worry, because with God, all things are possible. But he said, whoever leaves their mother, their father, their sister, their brother, their money, they're going to get a hundredfold blessing in this life and eternity in the next life. What more can we ask for? You know, one thing. But, but we do have to, we, the most effective we can be, because what is our mission? It's to go tell the world about Jesus or show the world about Jesus. Let them see it through you. And how do we do that? We, we do it by, oh, sorry. We do it by being prepared, by putting on the armor, by being in prayer, by, you know, fellowshipping with God. And literally, you should fellowship with God so much that when you don't, you miss him. You literally miss him. You have to go, you have to say, you know what? I have to get home to be with my Lord. I, I can't do another minute without him. That's how close you need to be with, with your relationship with God. And he will speak with you, and he will, you know, lead you and, and guide you. And, I mean, it's, it's amazing. But, okay, so now I did tell you I would revert back to the book of Betsy, and I will. Um, okay, hold on one second here. Um, okay, so the one thing that, it, my one thing, and I demand it of myself, is that when I hear a problem, I help solve it. I cannot stand people that hear or see people's problems and walk away. I cannot stand it. How can you see someone in need and at least you can pray with them? I'm not saying you have to lay out your wallet. I'm not, but you need to care. Some people see people's pain and just walk away. You know, I don't understand that. I deal with people that have situations all the time, unbelievable. And I can't always help that situation, but I can say, listen, God will help you. If you just go ask him to help you, he will help you. I can't, there, I can't do everything for everybody, but there is an answer, and I share it with them. They, some people laugh at me, some people say, all right. Well, your life, your choice, that's the answer, I'm telling you, but do what you want with it. I can't do nothing for you, but God can, you know. Okay, and then when I hear a problem, I respond, and I demand of myself that I help people solve their problems, especially in terms of financial and business. Because since I was seven, that was my gift. You could see it. I did income tax returns when I was 10. It, it was obvious where I was going in my life. As second I got born again, I got into the real estate world and finance and all kinds of stuff. That was where the Lord led me. But it was my calling from the time I was born. Vance Jr. is an athlete. Period. I mean, it's there. I'm not saying that's all he is, but he is that, okay? He's built like LeBron James, okay? I mean, what part of this don't you see? Get him in some classes, man. Get him in some coaches. We'll pay for it. This boy needs to be where he needs to be. It's true, am I right? He's, I'm scared of him. <laughs> okay. And, uh, all right, so, and then I demand of myself to be a servant, even as Christ was. I'm, I'm here to serve. If there's anything I can serve with, I'm, I'm there, okay? Anybody can ask me to serve in any way, and I will say yes. And I demand of myself to give of my finance, to give of my time, to give of my words, to be an encourager. When, when I think, hey, you look really pretty, I'm going to say, hey, S&G, you look, look really pretty. Speak out some of those things that are positive that you think— because that might be the only, it might be just what she needed. And everybody, I didn't think I needed words. I love words. Tell me some good words. I love it. 
you know? You see me, tell me how good I look or how great I spoke or whatever. I didn't think I needed them, but they feel good they, because, because life and death are in the power of your tongue. So the words you speak are life. You can speak life to somebody. And you know what? When you think something bad, gamola. Let God get them. You don't have to get them. That's my new word, and gamola. I gamola so much in the day. It's not, it ain't even right. I have to repent sometimes. It, I love that word because then I don't have to deal with it. You're doing me. Listen, I'm a black and white person. There's no gray area. But there is gray area. You must have gray area. I struggle with that. So to me, to be able to say gamola, that just, bye. I'm out. Because I want to fight. That's wrong. I want to. I, I don't like, I'm this way or this way. This part is hard on me. It's really hard. And I live on the right side. So it's usually people are doing me. I don't do most, I don't do too many people wrong. But now I just, we, we laugh so hard at work, you know, because I work with Jenny. We say, wait, Kamala, 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 Kamala. That's all we hear all day. So I'm really grateful for that. That, that healed my life. I'm telling you the truth. Um, so anyway, you know, we talked about the one thing of, you know, of Paul and, and uh, Mary and David and the rich man. And unfortunately, uh, the, unfortunately, the rich man and the blind man. And we all have one thing. You know, we all have one thing. And if you, if you pray and, you know, put on the armor and do the things that pastor's been teaching us, you will focus your life and just it will be where you will be the most effective. And, you know, um, yeah. So the last thing I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story um, just about the Holy Spirit and how, you know, one of the things he did for me. Um, I moved into, well, we sold our house a couple of years ago, and I couldn't find a house. I'm in real estate, but the market was crazy. So we bought a condo. And it was about 15 years old, and I like new, new I've been living in new houses all, all along. So I wanted to redo some stuff, you know, but we, I only had time to paint before we moved in, so that's what I did. And then I started praying, Lord, you know, when I want to redo this and this and this, and that I did not, I did not have a goal. I did not. So I did not do it. And in the meantime, I was really investing a lot of my own money in other projects that were for other people. So you know what the devil is telling me, right? Look at you. Look at you. You should be ashamed of yourself living like this. And there you're giving your money. You know, so I had to really just shut up. I didn't know Gamola at that time because I just said Gamola. But, but then about two years, two years later, I went to wash my hands at the sink, kitchen sink, or get a water, I don't even know, and the sink broke, this, the faucet. And at that moment, God said, do it. And I started doing it, and I completely at peace, 100% did the whole condo. No, I paid everything cash. I didn't put a penny on, no charge card. and I didn't have the money when I started. I didn't have it. But I knew when the Spirit tells you do it, the provision will come. And I, I, I did everything and more than I wanted. I just, it, it was amazing. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm not saying that to give glory to, the, to, the, to God that he, I waited. I didn't start it too soon. And then I would be all stressed out because, you know, I w- it wasn't the time. And it, it just was easy. It came easy. I wasn't stressed out from having everything be upside down. And, and I'm, I love everything that was, I'm so happy. And I don't even want to live in a condo. Funny thing is, you know. But anyway, I, I hope that I hope that you know I encourage you to you know think about the one thing that might 
help your life because it's a positive thing. It's to lead you down that narrow road that you could be so effective and where people will see Christ in you, okay? I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.